Our scripture today is 1 Timothy 2, 1-4. through 4. Therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intersections, and giving of thanks be made to all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is a good and acceptable in the sight of our God, our Savior." who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Question. What is Jesus doing right now? Is he, you know, uh, we, hear, we hear people say he's sitting on the right side of the Father. They're sitting up there just waiting. What is Jesus doing? He's interceding for each and every one of us. He's praying for us. If you look at the pictures of the sanctuary, you look at the altar there, the altar, the, uh, the incense was going over into the most holy place. But now there's no altar that anymore. Jesus is in heaven. He's our high priest. He's representing each and every one of us before the Father. He's given us hope because he's interceding. And that's what we should be doing, interceding for one another. There's a misconception that only certain people are called or gifted to be intercessory prayer warriors. There are people in our churches and our life who seems to have that very special, intimate connectionship with God. They are re- reckless, rentless when it comes to praying for others. But the truth is, church, we all are called to be prayer warriors. Amen. That's what we should be doing. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Father God, we thank you for your love, mercy, and your grace. And we thank you for this opportunity to be here amongst these brothers and sisters, dear Lord. Ask you to, to remove me, dear Lord, and stand in my place. Lord, we know that time is short. We need you more than ever. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. We thank you for being our God. And may we be a people that you say, these are my children, whom I am well pleased. Amen. So what happens when we pray for others? You know what happens? We copy Jesus because that's what Jesus is doing. If you want to be like Jesus, pray for one another. Pray for this world. Pray, 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 because it's what he's doing for each and every one of us. He's standing in our place. Ezekiel 22.30 says, God is searching for those who would stand in the gap to intercede for others. The invitation is for all Christians to serve through intercessory prayer. Praying for others is not a choice. It's a privilege. And the word all in every language means the same thing. It means all God is searching for all people, and especially Christians. Whether we believe it or not, we are all equipped to be prayer warriors on behalf of others. We are heirs with Christ. We are adopted sons and daughters, and therefore possess the same power and access to God that our Savior enjoys. We can whisper. We can cry out. We can offer our request to our Heavenly Father, and He hears us. Sharing in our inheritance of Jesus, we are called high priests with a direct connection to God and an opportunity to offer up prayers on behalf of families, friends, and neighbors, and don't forget your enemies. We have to pray for our enemies, and sometimes that's hard to do because the old devil saying, hey, you got a right to act the way you, you act. You got a right to be mad at that person. You got a right to shut them out, but no, you don't. If we want to be like Jesus, we don't. Jesus cares for everyone. 
The words do not have to be perfect or even only spoken through love and trust in God, in the God who hears and answers us. And I tell people this. You know, you hear the story, black lives matter, white lives matter, police lives matter. All lives matter because Jesus came to die for all. He didn't come to die for a certain race. We need to respect one another, but Jesus died for us all. And if we're not praying for all people and races, you got a race problem. We do. Are you wondering if prayers, praying for others make a difference? I want to talk a little bit about that today. How did you get here? How did you get to church? Not your car, but how did you get in those seats right there? It's because somebody was praying for you. It could have been generations, generations, but somebody was praying for you. You didn't just walk in church on your own and say, you know what? I'm going to church. I'm going to start serving the Lord. Even when you drift out and come back, somebody was praying for you. You know, I spent three years in prison. And it's a long story, but we, we, um, we gave Miss um, Julie a book. God blessed us to write a book about the story. And my wife today, she didn't even know me, but she was praying for me. I knew her mother and her, her stepdad. But come later, I found out that she was praying for me. Prayer is a very important church. When we pray, we participate in God's work because we are in the mind of God because that's what he says to do. There are many people in our lives who need prayer. At times, their needs are clear. Other times, we have no idea what to pray for. But either way, we can pray for others when we join in his work, in Christ's work, in their lives. If you are not sure what to pray, 1 Timothy 2 one through four, what we read for scripture today. It says, I urge then first of all, then petition, prayer, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people. How many? All people. For kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved. How many? All. He wants all people to be saved. So when we're obedient in prayer for others, it clears the way for God's work and his will to be done. When we pray for others, it opens the door for God to work because God won't force himself on anyone. He has to be invited in. So when we pray for others, we are inviting God in to that person's life. Praying for others eliminates Jesus. We are to follow the Lamb wherever he goes and tell them of Jesus' love. Be Jesus to them, not just today, but tomorrow and forever, showing people what Christ looks like in us. Even in our churches, people are hurting. We have people that are falling by the wayside. We are to reach them. We are to keep them in our hearts. In the book of Luke, we find that Jesus prayed often. He goes to the Father in prayer. As his ministry began, Jesus prays during temptation, and he prayed for strength and relief as he neared the cross. He withdrew from the crowd 
to go be by himself a lot of times. And he prayed early in the day. And he also taught us how to pray. In Luke 2, in, in Luke 11, 2 through 4, call the Lord's Prayer. As, as we can see in Scripture, Jesus prayed about everything. You know, you can pray about small things. A lot of times we pray when something big happens. You know, I lose my car keys quite often, and my wife says, did you pray about it? And, I, and in my head, I'm thinking, praying about a little bit of car keys, but as soon as I pray for them, it's like they, they, they was right in front of me all along. As, as we can see in Scripture, Jesus prayed about everything. By bringing petition of prayer on behalf of others, we imitate our Jesus. Scripture says in Philippians 4, 6, and 6 through 7, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by praying and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends, there's that word again, all understanding. We have to claim the words that's in the Bible. It says, all understanding. And, 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 and guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. So we got to be in it to win it. We got to be real about what the Bible says. We got to be true to ourselves and follow scriptures. When we pray for others, we share in their burdens. You know anybody with burdens? We are to pray for those burdens. The Bible says we should be carrying one another burdens. Pray from the heart. Pray for others regularly. Pray in detail. Pray in faith. Pray in love. Pray with passion. Pray for others with fasting. Pray with a desire to help. Do we have a desire to help others? That's a question we need to ask ourselves. And God don't hate people. God hates the sinful deeds that we do. God loves everyone. And that's important for us to remember. And if we're going to imitate Jesus, we have to love everyone. In Philippians, Paul reminds us to put others ahead of ourselves and the needs. And consider the needs of others more important than our own. But our nature is to do the opposite. Our first thought is to pray for those burdens that we have or that they may be erased altogether. It is humility that allows us to pray for others earnestly. And by offering prayer for the relief of others and sharing their burdens, our burden seems lighter. Because we're not focusing on ourselves. Philippians 2 Three through four says, do nothing from self, from, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. And that goes back to even our enemies. But it means them too, the enemies. They need to be prayed for. As we are following Christ, we're going to have enemies. And if you don't have enemies yet, keep following Christ. 
they'll show up. But remember, those who serve are those who save. Because we're doing what Christ says to do. In Christ's object lessons, page 34, 30, uh, 38, I'm sorry. Christ's object lesson 38. It says, in every command and in every promise of the word of God is power. It is power that's there. The very life of God by which the command may be fulfilled and the promise is realized He who by faith receives the word is receiving the very life and character of God. That's pretty heavy stuff. Yes. But we have to cling to these words. We have to to take God at his words, what he's saying, church. By praying for others, we join in the ministry of reconciliation. We bring people back to God, to the God, to the only God that who can save them. God revealed... The importance of intercessory prayer when Samuel spoke the following words to King Saul in 1 Samuel twelve twenty three. God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in season to pray for you. It's a sin when we don't pray for others. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 5 that God made our relationship with himself through Christ and then gives us the ministry of reconciliation or working to help others know Jesus, salvation, and God's love. Our first tool in prayer, praying for others, put us in the middle of God's work to bring everyone to himself. By praying for others, we are ministering in the work of salvation, opening up the gospel to those in prayer. God wants everyone to be saved. And we are invited to be a part of that. What an honor it is to serve the living God. And, 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 and you know, I think about this. We, serve, we don't serve man. We're serving a God. He don't, he's not interested in firing you. He's not interested. He treated everybody equal. Am I wrong or right? And you get to serve the living God, the God of creation that created the universe and what an honor it is when you speak. And, you know, I tell people this. They, they, they say, they say um, well, you don't do a call. I heard even pastors say this. You don't do a call at the end of the service because you might embarrass somebody. That's what I heard a lot of them say. But I guarantee you, if you go to a Dallas Cowboy football game and they called out, they went to the, uh, to the 50-yard line and they held up keys and called your number in your seat and said, you just want a brand new car. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to run down there screaming. They're going to run down there shouting. They may fall down the stairs. They're going to get up and they're going to keep on running. But we won't stand for the Lord. This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of truth. 2 Timothy 2, 3-4, which is Jesus. That's the truth. I think... We get so caught up in denomination that we forget about Jesus. We get so busy in wanting people to join the church, but we are the church. The church is not a building. We are the church. We are to go out into community and uplift Jesus. I have been called uh, lately to speak at Baptist churches, and, and uh, I'm getting ready to go to another Baptist church. They, they called me in, and I tell them the same thing. But denomination separates us because if you think about it, 
is there going to be separations in heaven with different denominations? No. It's going to be those that love Jesus and kept his commandments. And God has people in all churches. But they're going to come out and they're going to serve the one and only true God. Amen. And when we lift Jesus up, Jesus is the one that does the drawing. When we pray for others, we learn to trust God. When we step out of the way and say, God, you got this. When we truly trust God, I think God would truly trust us with people. When we truly trust God, God would trust us with people. Because why would God let someone come to me and all I'm going to do is hurt their feelings and send them right back into the world? If we depend on our own strength and abilities, we cannot accomplish God's will. Only through surrendering to God, he is able to work through us to accomplish his desire in our prayers for others. When we offer intercessory prayer, pleading with God on behalf of loved ones and friends and enemies, we are trusting in his ability to answer prayers, and he does, because God knows best. We are giving up our capability to answer and depending on God to keep his promise to answer our prayers. When we pray for others, God will answer. And can anyone tell me how many times God lied? He don't lie. His promises are in the Bible and his promises are true. Here's a little something from Desire of Ages, page 195. Receivers become givers. The Samaritan woman at the well represents the working of a particular faith in Christ. Every true disciple is born into the kingdom of God as a missionary. You don't have to go way over somewhere where they go into the, uh, uh, to be a missionary. That's fine, but you can be a missionary right here in the city where you are. He who drinks of the living water becomes a, fount- a fountain of life. The receiver becomes a believer. The grace of Christ is the, in the soul is like a spring in the desert, welling up to refresh all. That's that word again, all. And making those who are ready to perish eager, eager to drink of the water of life. You can look around you in this world today. People, there's so many people that are hurting and so many people that are looking for prayer. So many people are looking for hope. And that hope, you have it. You have the hope to give the world. We don't have to run from anything. We have to take a stand because I'm telling you, this is, it's, it's almost over. And we don't have time to mess around. We don't have time to be going backwards. We got to keep moving in faith. Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. I know we all have someone that need praying for, even if it's us. When we pray for others, we are also changed. We can't help but be changed because we become one with the Father through Jesus Christ in humility. Prayer is not a matter of changing things externally, but 
one of working miracles in a person's inner nature. While we pray for others, we plead with God to intercede in their lives, perhaps to bring healing or strength in difficult, in difficult times. But we, also, we, but we are also opening up our hearts for change. When we pray for others, we connect to the one who has the power to transform hearts. And to change their circumstances. At the same time, it amends our hearts. Ephesians 1, 18 through 23, it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. The hope to which he has called you, each and every one of you in here. God has called you. If you're sitting here, you're here for a reason. You're here for a purpose. Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. There was a connection there. Stephen, when he was stoned, he prayed, Father, don't hold this against them. There's a connection there. We have the same power to pray. We have an advocate that's standing in our place that's interceding for us, so we should be interceding for others. We get a chance to take the word got and put in get. I get to pray for someone today. Not I got to pray for someone today because you ain't got to do anything. But you get to pray for someone. Prayer, praying for others glorify God. When we pray, we go beyond the church being a religious institution, an institution complex that entertain consumers to, to being a movement of Jesus followers that learn the meaning of overcoming good with evil. When we practice intercessory prayer, we glorify the only one who can answer prayer. Our prayers display trust in God. Because you pray and you talk to the ones that you trust. Amen? Prayers is a praise for the work God will do through our prayers. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us again and again and again. So wherever you are with Jesus, church, you're going to be okay. No matter what your situation is, no matter what the circumstances is, if you got Jesus, you're going to be okay. And whatever you asked in my name that I would do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. John fourteen thirteen. So know this, that your blessings are on the way. But you got to believe that your blessings are on the way. You got to understand and believe that God has your best interest in mind. You got to believe Romans eight twenty eight when it says, "I'm working out all things for your good." That's that word all again. I'm working out all things for your good, no matter what the situation is, because God is good all the time, not sometime, but all the time. So we have to learn to keep moving. Whatever happens, keep moving, church. God answer prayers when we pray for others. Here's the thing. We need to train and be trained on how to grow in discernment. On how to welcome the stranger. How to speak truth to power. 
how to love our enemies, and how to battle stand with the poor and the oppressed. As a Christian, our prayers do not have to bounce off the ceiling like fog. When we pray to God, he hears us because he loves us. Our answer may not come when we want it, how we want it, as big as we want it, but God always hears because he knows best. He answered our plea, and he has the power and authority to answer whatever we ask in his name. Because he is, he's everything, he's all to all, and he's our hope. He's our only hope, church. Not just a few a call to pray for others. We all are called. Prayer should not be regarded as a duty which must be, for, be performed, but rather a, rather a privilege to be enjoyed and a rare delight that is always revealing some new beauty. And God is always up to something great in us. He's always up to something great. He's always working behind the scenes, no matter what it is, He's working. Many of us professed Christians have broken away from Christ, the great center, and we make ourselves the center instead of depending on Christ. But if we would be successful in attracting others to the Savior, we must ourselves turn back to God and realize our utter, utter dependent upon His grace because Satan has tried to the uttermost, and he's still at work, and we haven't seen any yet, anything yet, to serve the change that unites us to God. He's trying to break those chains. He desired to blind our souls to his own things and make us slave in and to his service. But we are to work against him with, with the Lord's help and draw men to the Redeemer. So, we have to keep moving, church. No matter whatever happens, no matter whatever seems like it's, it's looking, like if there's no hope, there is hope. Because our hope is where? In Jesus. And we have to remember that. I mean, tie it around your finger, put it on the wall, put it on your refrigerator. Because we know that Satan is a, an accuser. We know that he is a liar. He's trying to take as many people out as he can. But like I said before, whatever we're doing in Christ, we're going to be okay. And a question, are we ready for Jesus to come? Have we done all that we can do? Have we fought the good fight? Have we stood for the right? And the last question is, can others see Jesus in you? I just want to say this in closing. Jesus asked us to pray for the world and forgive others. Amen? In ourselves, we don't have enough forgiveness to go around, but God does. So when our limit resources run out and we are unable to forgive, we can ask God to forgive others through us. In our doing so, we take one more step of obedience 
in doing what God says to do and allow ourselves to become a conduit of God's grace and to look more and more like Jesus. Dear Father God, you can keep playing, please. Dear Father God, we thank you for your grace and your beautiful words. God, I say a very special prayer upon this church today as they wait for their pastor. But I know soon we're going to be meeting without pastors. We're going to have to be on our own on moving out, further out. But at the same time, we won't be on our own, dear Lord. You say you, you said you would never leave us or forsake you, forsake us. And we want to thank you for that. And I pray that this church continue to stay strong until that pastor come. Continue to keep moving in your word. Continue to keep trusting in your word. To keep being obedient as the leaders lead the church until the pastor come. And Lord, we know that you have good things for this church and good things for the people. And my prayer in closing, as a young lady come back up today with her counsel, dear Lord, we know you are the great healer. And it's not over until it's over. And we know you have great plans for all of us. And may we go out and spread your word and represent you in the truth. Because we are representative. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Again, we thank you for being our God. And may we build people that you say, these are my children whom I am well pleased. In Jesus' name, amen.